Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hi, I'm Kate Madakani Aldridge, for now anyway. I'd like to welcome you to Spiritual Home. As a client of Spiritual Home, you've already shown that you're someone with an enlightened aura. Someone better, like me. So, I'd like to suggest that you also support Dumpty Dum at patreon.com. If you do, you can get their extra content. It's the actual meaningful stuff not the usual drivel. It doesn't matter how much you sponsor them for. I think they're pretty desperate, to be honest. Okay, patreon.com. And obviously, if you ever need a vaginal steaming, you know where I am. Blessings. Recording has started. I'm snuggled on the bed. And then I say... Oh shit! No, I've got to start oh, the whole thing, haven't I? I don't just say that. <laughs> How long have we been doing this shit? <laughs> All right. Hundred and ninety-nine episodes, and we still. Oh God, save us! <laughs> All right, stop it! All right, here we go. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Dumpty Dum would like to highlight the great work of the Samaritans. The Samaritans provide emotional support to anyone in emotional distress, struggling to cope or at risk of suicide throughout the United Kingdom and Ireland through their telephone helpline, operating 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. If you need someone to talk to, whatever you're going through, call free any time from any phone on 116-123. Hello, my name is Rich. I come from South Wales and I have my pet parrot Cliff, named after pop singer Cliff Richard because I like him. He's going to do a dumpty dum for you. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Cliff. Right, off you go in your own time. Dumpty 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 dum. <laughs> that was a big breath in for a dumpty, parrot. Dumpty, 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 He's, he's dumpty dum. The show about the reality <laughs> ducky drama that has centered on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the shroom that is Royfield Brown, and with me I have the mouldy death cap that is Lucy Freeman. And the last part of our fungus farm, folks, is you. Now this week's dumpty dum comes from Rich and his parrot. I don't know what type of parrot yeah, I suspect that was. It may have been a small child, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or is. Old maiden aunt on helium or something, do you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but loose. If somebody else wants to fraudulently claim that their aunt on helium is a parrot, and send us in a <laughs> dumpty dum, how can they do that? If you would like to sing us a dumpty dum, leave us a plot prediction or direct Susan in a one-woman performance of Sleeping Tabard. Then call us on o two o three o three one three one o five, or leave us a message on Speakpipe. Thank you to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the dumpty dogs. Uh, Shambridge for her voices and to Derek Sloan in the back bedroom. 
Uh, Derek is delighted at the forthcoming wedding of Prince Harry and Meghan Merkin and has already <laughs> written to Prince Harry offering to organise the stag do. He suggested a few pints of the bull, a quick game of bang the crisp packet with Barry and a go on Tracy Horribin on the way home. Sounds ideal. Hey, 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 hey. We forgot Mike Hatton. We said we we're going to put him in red, remember? Oh, sorry. And thank you to Mike Hatton. <laughs> sorry, Mike. <laughs> on this week's episode, we have calls from Miss Mid-City, who she's got a rather fetching little cutesy picture of her on, on the Dum De Dum website. Oh, I see. Yeah. I'll go look. She's, she's, she's quite pretty, actually. Well done, Mid Miss City, for your prettiness. Um, who thinks <laughs> that it may as well be investigating the invisible she's never ringing in again. <laughs> New York Nigel, who's well very handsome. Being pretty. <laughs> New York Nigel's also very handsome. And uh, he's also yes, he's uh, very pretty. In, in, impatient. Uh, Claire, who's mm-hmm. celebrating, who I'm sure you're a, a, a wonder on the eyes too, Claire. Glyn, who, oh God, I, I've run out of things to say now about people's appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Glyn, who's uh, the most handsome man who's ever been called uh, a full of love ever, who thinks that Robert is a decent cove. Uh, Claire, who's off with. Oh, sorry. Claire, who's going off. Linda and Abby, who's probably from Brighton, who's feeling cocky. But first, before our beautiful caller in us, um, it's Lucy Freeman, who's uh, not too bad on the eyes either, and a week in Ambridge. Where's the music? Oh, shit. Oh, God. <laughs> sorry. I've... Oh, God. All right. Yeah, all right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I need the two screens. I know, I can tell. Oh, God. We began the week with Poppy wanting to be an angel and Linda declaring her intention to wear emerald green velvet to Lillian's wedding that isn't happening. She looked like a massive furry mange too. Alan referred to the pantomime as a bit of fun, whereas Linda likes to view it as a production with all the light-hearted slapstick of Das Boot. He was so (laughs) preoccupied with drag queens in false eyelashes and oh no, he doesn't. He actually forgot the sodding nativity, which seems a trifle odd for a vicar. However, obviously persuading Kenton to tape his willy down his leg and clamber into one of Jolene's jumpsuits is the true meaning of Christmas (laughs) rather than the birth of the little baby cheeses. Having felt that as the vicar, he was wildly unqualified to deal with the nativity. Well, that's the modern church, boys and girls. He has appointed Nick Grundy, the Cameron Macintosh of Ambridge, to handle it. And is subtly trying to shift the show onto her too. Look, she said, tapping her cigar out on Kira's head. Give Eddie a song. Let Susan play fairy liquid or whoever it is. And you'll end up with a show the whole of Ambridge doesn't want to see. There was a bit of a flurry of activity from the Borchester old Bill. They've arrested some git for stealing farm machinery. The farm machinery storyline happened about six weeks ago, Ambridge. If you're going to take this long to solve crimes, then we won't know who flattened mattened until all <laughs> something like Christmas Eve. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Meanwhile, it was Brian's birthday. Things got very exciting. Birthday cards are another thing, like cups of coffee that Ambridge gets extraordinarily worked up about. Have you remembered to sign Brian's birthday card? I haven't got him a card. Can I sign your card? God forbid someone doesn't get a two-pound bit of bent cardboard on time. As if Brian cares, anyway. (laughs) The only thing a birthday means to him nowadays is that Adam forks out for an expensive bottle of whiskey to add to his cabinet full of expensive bottles of whiskey, and Jenny allows him downstairs outsideies as long as he's warmed up his hands first. (laughs) Auntie Auntie Cardboard is feeling a bit of a pillock. She has huge faith in D.I. Thorpe, but to be honest, she's as likely to get her money back as Matt is to come cantering back to Ambridge on Shergar with Lord Lucan clinging to his waist. The house is full of people pretending to sympathise with Auntie Cardboard, but actually glorying in her idiocy and trying to discover to the last 20p exactly how much she's lost. Also, everyone keeps telling Christine how tired she is and looks. That's because they can't say stupid, so they have to say tired instead. (laughs) Oh, Auntie Chris, I bet you're feeling very stupid. Oh, could you answer the phone for me, Adam? I am so stupid. Oh, Christine, you do look stupid. Ambridge's lesbian power couple, Krusty and Jill. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 
my own bloody joke. <clears throat> Ambridge's lesbian power couple, Krusty and Jill, went to lesser's hurrahs after Auntie Cardboard just felt so stupid she couldn't go. Carol Toboggan couldn't go either because she's away with Anna, allegedly. But that's not right because I saw her in A Woman of No Importance in the West End last week and I waved. I said I'd let you know I'd seen her. Apparently... The Porchester Echo wanted a picture of Jill next to the waste disposal unit. Nice. Lulu Sue's hurrahs suggested it would make a better shot if she was playfully jamming Jill's head down it, but it was a bit frightened by Krusty making growling noises that the photographer stuck to his original plan. Elizabeth, who having literally just finished a conversation with Jill about how strict she was going to have to be with Freddie, immediately handed him over 30 quid to buy weed. Petrol. Could you make it another tenner? Because Big Sean... My um, petrol dealer says that we petrol has gone up again. Meanwhile, Nolly Tando is ingratiating herself with the great and the good at whichever borstal they've dumped her at by flogging Freddy's fungus. Mm. Do you know what? There are 15,000 types of wild fungus in the UK. Two of them give psychedelic results. Two. What a coincidence <laughs> that one of those very two should be growing in the grounds of Lower Loxley, and that Freddie and Nolitando, whose combined IQ is that of the average fish, should be able to not only identify them, but dry and store them correctly. And that Elizabeth, who I bet knocks back off a bottle of vet liner of an evening on her sofa while she's scouring Space NK on her laptop trying to find tent flat rejuvenation serum, should have half of one mushroom and go all giggly rather than be halfway up the stairs screaming that Titkin was flying around like a massive bat. Anyway, these things happen. Well, they don't, but they do in Ambridge. Things got so exciting at the parish council election that Jim started leaking in the village hall. <laughs> Robert proved himself a little gem and Linda proved herself a massive humbug in her treatment of Emma. Linda was hopping bloody mad that Emma won and went into full purring spite mode. Linda, despite all your protests, you are absolutely not one of the sisterhood and would chuck a woman under a bus rather than deprive your male counterpart of taking your, I mean his, place on the local council. You silly old moo. That combined with her refusal to do the village panto, coupled with her fervent desire that it therefore turns into a massive latch up, is not endearing her to me. And I'm hoping someone bashes her on the head with her own speedwatch camera. <laughs> and finally, in the extraordinary economic microclimate that operates in Ambridge, Brookfield is apparently now so overflowing with cash that they're going to give the milking parlour a makeover. Scatter cushions, scented candles, an ensuite, and a feature wall. <laughs> Ruth and David have unwisely put Pip in charge of it as a blackmailing tool to lure her back to Rickyard. So, inspired by Blue Planet, once again, as the winter approaches, the annual migration of juvenile archers begins. Trudging through the snow from their former burrows at Lower Loxley, their writing desks strapped to their backs, their brightly coloured puffer jackets glowing in the darkness, they repeat their mating call. Alfie! Alfie! <laughs> I'm getting a new milking parlour, Alfie! The end. <laughs> that was quite good that, this week. I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> well done. Well, well done, you. Thank you, Roy Field. Right, so... um. This is the part of the show where I say, so the last week in Ambridge, right? Now, I'm going to, no, here's the thing, Lucy. Number one, I've got mm. beef with somebody online. And oh. two, even though part of the reason why I'm like 45 minutes late recording is because I was listening to all of last week's output from Ambridge. With the exception of like Artie Cardboard uh, feeling like a right Muppet, I really can't remember what I just listened to. So right, mm. yes. Uh, do you get the impression, Royfield, that by any chance we are ticking time away until we get to all the Christmas stuff when we have the big reveal? Yes. Let us just remind us. It is. It's not even December yet. We've got three weeks of this <laughs> shit before anything happens. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Mm. <sighs> right. So. um I'm quickly trying to find, and I've given up the will to find already, but somebody on the Twitters said, I'm listening to, I don't know, this was about like Tuesday of last week. I'm listening to last week's Dum to Dum. LOL, laugh out loud. Uh, Royfield and Lucy said that Auntie Cardboard hadn't invested in um, in Matt's hairbane fraudulent scheme. Right. Yeah. And... 
So on the face of it, that's kind of what I said. I did also say <laughs> if it was a maiden aunt, you would understand, right? But we were led to believe, because Auntie Christine was sat in that presentation, that she didn't, um, that she didn't invest. But mm. I did back it up by saying if it was a maiden aunt, yada, yada, yada. So to you on, on the Twitters. <laughs> <laughs> but I did read. That's the kind of mature response. Yeah, that there you, you go. From yeah, but yeah. I did. I did retweet oh, it because it was actually quite funny and di- and and did give me uh, <laughs> pause to laugh. So well done to you. Uh, now, uh, other than that, um, quite nice to hear Peggy. Um, uh, that's about it, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That, that, Should we play the caller in the wrist? Yeah. And then, because they probably said everything that we want to say anyway. Mm. Hello, Ambridge3962. Who's first, Lucy? Um, Miss Mid-City. All right, then. All right. Hi, it's Miss Mid-City. I'm recording a second time. I don't know what happened the first time. Anyway, um... My first observation was that there's no point in a prosecution and there's no point in pursuing an investigation into an attempted murder on Matt when he doesn't want to be a complainant and he's now disappeared in any event. I kind of think he's not gone for good um, because he's just too good a character to keep out of the program for too long. But um I can't see the police investigation going anywhere. Certainly won't be resulting in any sort of trial because he already had that with Helen and the Rob situation last year. Um, My other thought was about Ian, who is becoming thoroughly horrible. I spend most of my professional time around people who are questionable as parents. And he and Adam are candidates for people who I don't think should be having children. They're long in the tooth and acting like children. And similarly long in the tooth and old enough to know better are Lillian, Matt and Justin. These are all people in their 70s, from what I gather, acting like children who are about 17. Um, Which reminds me, again, uh, one of the recurring themes is that the way the Archers depicts people of a certain age is just really, really strange. Jill being exploited and letting herself be exploited by her family, working like a skivvy for them well into her 80s, and Peggy and Joe living forever. Um, none of this seems very sensible <laughs> to me or real. It's all got to stop. And then Chris being ripped off by a fraudster. That can happen. Old people are vulnerable. But it's not like Chris hasn't got people who have got more sense than she has, who she could turn to for advice. Why would she go handing her money over like that? Um, I, I just beggars belief. Oh, I think that's the end. As, yes, it's a good line to end on. Yeah. It does completely beg a belief. Yes, um, I, I know. I, I agree with her about the. But we're not going to have a. T- I just don't see the point of this, really, because Matt's. I think what might happen actually is that Matt will reappear with the money. No, he can't. I not reappear. I think the money will appear back in Auntie Cardboard's account or something. Hmm. Right. That would be the Christmas thing. The Christmas miracle! <laughs> it's a wonderful <laughs> life type of thing. Yes, exactly. I love that film. Absolutely love that film. Um, there is no... The way this is written, this was Matt's great big send-off as a character. Yeah. yeah. I suppose... That... And he has gone, hasn't he? Because Kim's been on the Twitters saying... Yeah. So long farewell. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, yeah. So, unless it's all a trick. No. No. But anyway, I I don't know. But going back on to, so I can't remember, right? Because I can't remember any. I don't know. These these San Francisco autumnal mornings are somewhat brutal on my brain, Lucy. So just remind me Mm -hmm. was Miss Mid City saying that she can't believe that Auntie Cardboard invested as well yeah well no yeah. that bit i think is plausible because she is a bit dim-witted she she thinks the best oh no in the nicest possible way she thinks the best of everybody doesn't she and she doesn't engage her noggin 
and she did turn up to and also she was very flattered because Hugo Melling said he, he wanted to take her out for lunch to talk to her because she knew the most about horses in the area exactly. and everything and all of that is and Shula said well he's right you know I mean you do know a great deal about it so and all that is very is very flattering yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and and she made the, yeah you're completely right she made the point of saying that about Hugo Melling so it made sense that mm. this week yeah. she turned around and said well I didn't give my money to Matt it was Hugo you know, yeah. that that so yeah. I'm I disagree with you, Miss Miss Mid City. I think this is very plausible. That this my scenario that I said a couple of weeks ago, this is in effect a maiden aunt. Yes, she was married twice and yes, she has an adopted son, but to all intents and purposes, she plays the role of the maiden aunt, doesn't mm. she? Mm. So I think it's very plausible. The Latif Hussein, that is not plausible. That no. makes no, no buggering sense no. whatsoever. So, anyway, uh, right, shall we go over to New York from uh, yes, Stoke? Let's do that. I think it is Stoke where Midmiss is. No, Derby. Anyway, somewhere. I don't know. Anyway, uh, now we're on the Upper East Side. Hello, Dumpty Dummers everywhere. It's New York Nigel here. Just wanted to say how much I enjoyed the Friday <laughs> episode. One of the great things about this docudrama, uh, well, apart from when it's not a great thing, like the Rob story, is that there's character development and plot background over a really long stretch of time. And sometimes it takes ages for a story to come to fruition. And if you're anything like me, I get really impatient. Who's this Latif person? And why was he suddenly given a speaking part? And why should I be interested <laughs> in Hugo Melling? Prize at the colossally boring hunt ball? Was there something I missed about Auntie Cardboard's house sale? And why do we have to know about how sharp Peggy's little record player needle is? And a changing room for women, women cricket players? You know, please. But suddenly everything fell into place like a little kaleidoscope or something. It was funny, it was touching, perfect little archer's recipe, very satisfying. Loved Lillian's bored voice and Peggy being a bit impatient with her. Auntie Cardboard, the stooge, thinking she'd done so well in the investment scam. And, you know, maybe that's the final nail in scumbag Matt's coffin. So sorry, Toby asked Pip for the quiz night. That long A isn't doing her any favours. Probably a good thing he was a no-show <laughs> Alan must be mental to be taking on a pantomime. He can't even make quiz night at the bull. He's gone delirious. It's not even Advent yet. Vickers and pantomimes <laughs> don't mix. And I should know because I played ugly sister Lavi in Cinderella one Christmas at my parish in Tottenham and I'm still not over it. Sorry it wasn't Shula chopped up in Matt's suitcase. That's about it for now. Um, thanks for everything. Bye. Can he have such a vicious <laughs> tongue and be a man of the cloth at the same time? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm just thinking that's a very unholy sentiment. I'm so sorry it wasn't shooting <laughs> chopped up in a suitcase. Anyway, happy Christmas, everybody. Uh, God be with you. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I did like the uh, Toby asked to ask. <laughs> Toby asked me to the quiz. Did he? Um, that was a funny little scenario. That whole that whole Pip and Toby thing, wasn't it? It's just bizarre. That, it's just are we you know, you know we, know, we haven't even off, met Alfie off. what is the point of Alfie well it's to act as some kind of accelerant in in uh the Pip and uh, Toby relationship I'm guessing right I I just uh, look they're kind of gonna be it does together. feel like we're treading water exactly as I said I've just listened to an hour and 20 minutes of this I can't remember a bloody thing worthwhile. <laughs> and literally, Lucy, the reason why I said to you, look, 10 more minutes, almost finished, almost ready. But because I was listening to all the last week's output and I can't remember yeah. one thing of note. No. no. Really? Can't. Oh, what I do remember is that uh, Lillian accidentally ticked, uh, she wants to have Prosecco instead of champagne. Yeah. Now that that's the sum total of last week. We yeah. it was completely and utterly treading water, holding formation. Big stuff is going to happen, but it definitely didn't happen last week. And even the thing about let's put the shrooms in in um in Lily's risotto, mm. and then they just didn't, and then we never heard Lily, and then everything just 
disappeared. Risotto went in the bin. Lizzie had I, a bit of a giggle. Yeah, I think you, you did well to get five minutes worth of gags out of it. <laughs> Trust me. Hats off. I'm telling you, it's a bloody struggle somewhere. <laughs> uh, shall we go on to Claire Asbury now? Yes, let's do that. All right. Hi, Dumpty Dum. It's Claire from Clapham here. And I just wanted to ring in because I was just so ecstatic that Emma won the election. Well done, her. And I thought that the interactions between herself and Robert as candidates was also really sweet all the way through, actually. Um, And really, you know, Robert's just such a marvel for voting for Emma. Uh, I think he's a brave man to admit it to Linda, though. Crikey. Um, I don't suppose he's going to be getting a lot of uh, good treatment at home in the next few weeks. Anyhow, um, that's all been brilliant. But as um, someone who attended the parish council in her own village this week, uh, I would say, please, let's not have too many uh, episodes from the parish council itself. Because to be honest, (laughs) if it's accurate, it's dull. Uh, Although let's maybe have Emma place the casting vote in favour of the new housing development or something in the future. I'd quite like to hear that. So, yeah, this week, this year, the parish council, uh, one day MP for Borsetshire. Go, Emma. Well done. See you all soon. Bye. Of course, we did forget about that, didn't we? That was the... Yeah. uh... That was, I did love, I completely agree, Claire. I absolutely loved the interaction between Robert, Linda... Jimus and um, uh, and Emma and Jimus played a blinder. He um, Robert played a blinder. He just shut Jimus down and said, "Yeah, no, no, no problem. No, no, no amity here. I'm, 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 I'm completely, um, I'm completely fine that Emma won. She's a great candidate and she fought really, really well. And he sort of was all deflated and sort of just drifted off because he'd been looking for a nice punch up and there wasn't one. Um." Then he shut Linda down and said, "I've yes, I've swapped speed the speed watch for her because I, you know, I think it's a really good thing that she's doing." And he said, "You know, he was lovely to Emma and said you really deserved it and you're a really busy woman." And that Robert is just ace; he really is. No. well, well, he's a, a a beautiful man, isn't he? He's a beautiful he is. character, and yeah, uh, lovely. Yeah. He yours plays it note perfectly. The actor as well, whose yeah. name escapes me in, in the moment. So, yeah. well done to you, sir. <laughs> Well, well written, uh, script writer as well. Yeah. Now, now that that was all lovely, though, are we led to be? Who do we think, in effect, was the casting vote? But she said she because, won by three votes, didn't she? Yeah, but yeah. So, who else do we think actually voted? Because if Robert had voted for himself, that's a swing of two, isn't it? Yeah. So there is. <laughs> <laughs> don't to get all kind of you know feet know about this but <laughs> so in effect it was somebody else i know i think it was probably peggy because peggy said she's a very capable woman mm, yes she? yes she did and peggy had that note of triumph in her voice that she only gets when something she wants to happen has happened <laughs> yeah. It's, and you went, yeah that's yeah i think you're probably right yeah should we do glenn now all right then Hello, Dumpty Dum. It's Glyn here. On last week's podcast, you asked which Archer's character do you like? And I suspect on Thursday evening, about 10,000 Dumpty Dum listeners said, we like Robert Snell. Yes. Um, <laughs> some, um, thinking Lucy B. Freeman here, may think he's a bit dull, but I think generally he's a decent, a decent sort of chap. And uh, actually, he must be well on the way to sainthood um, after being married to Lindy for so many years. Um, Elsewhere um, on the archers, well, Auntie Cardboard has lost all the money. Uh, Two observations on that. One, what will Lillian think when she finds out? Will she feel even more guilty about giving Matt that hour to get away? And um, the other thought was uh, it appeared that um, Christine's um, life ambition was to end up in the laurels, which makes her um, <laughs> remarkable amongst um, all, the folk. Um, all of my older relatives um, would have to be dragged kicking and screaming yeah. into any form of uh, care home, even if it was appointed um, better than Claridge's. So uh, I, I, I thought that was a, a little bit um, unlikely. 
but uh, um, there you go, um, each to their own, I suppose. Thank you very much for the continued efforts on the podcast, to the whole team, and uh, a good week in Dumpty Dum land to everybody. Thank you, Glyn. That is absolutely right. She did. She did say. She did. Well, I always yeah. hoped I'd end up in the laurels. <laughs> did you think? Well, <laughs> knitting a sleeve with three, knitting a jumper with three sleeves and dribbling. That's why. Why would you want that? But you know, poor old Jack staring out the window at the blue tits and everything. And oh God, it yeah. was not really something that you'd. But I did. I did like the fact that Peggy actually. I mean, much as she has a sort of a snipey relationship with with Auntie Cardboard, she did sort of um, step up, didn't she? And and say, I won't desert you now, Christine. No matter what sort yeah. of a massive twat you've been, I will still look after you. You, know. <laughs> <laughs> you big idiot. Um, but yes, I thought that was that was quite sweet. And and sort of uh, Peggy's kind of exasperation, but huge sympathy with Christine as well, and her like just not knowing what to do with her, not to how to fix this, you know, because she it's been such a huge thing she's done. And also Christine's lack of, you know, she really doesn't want everyone to talk about it and she doesn't want everyone to know because she's massively embarrassed. And just because someone's older, you can't expect them to, you know, oh, yes, I'll confess to all my, all the things I've messed up. Everyone's got pride and everyone's got dignity. And if they, if you mess up massively, you do not want it shared. And sometimes sympathy just makes you feel worse. Mm. 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 Yeah. Yes. Should we do Claire now? No, because right, I then. want to quickly say this is what I want to say, right? And have we done Abby from Brighton? Oh, you just you're just mixing things up in the order here. No, I'm not. We've just done Glyn. Then we've got Claire who's going off Linda, and then Abby who's feeling happy. Right. Okay, smashing. It's just that in in my order of things with the buttons I've got to press, Abby comes next. But we'll go uh, with you. Right. Okay. Now, then. what I just wanted to say though, because um, if you're listening to Dum Dum. Right, there is an opportunity to get two slices of Dumpty Dum this week, um, but that that second slice is only for our Patreon uh, supporters and people that donate on on PayPal. Because I know Witherspoon has asked about this, and so if you donate on PayPal, do not worry, I do have your email address. You will get the link for the very special Dumpty Dum Extra, Lucy. And get, guess who's on it? I don't know. I do know. Obviously, I don't know. Well, you do know. So why don't you just say? Or you could like, you know, pretend we could like we could really like draw this out. Is it but instead of doing that? Is it the oh, world's God. most exciting silent character? Absolutely. Yes. Kathy Perk speaks, Yay! folks. I interviewed her last Thursday. And I can safely say she is feisty-er than I ever dreamt. And she's a little bit naughty, a little bit rude. And she's even sung us a 200th dum-de-dum, Lucy, as well. Did she? Oh, God bless and, her. And, and, and. Now, now, listener, um, next week is our 200th episode, and we've decided to go live, like we did on our 50th. This is such a right? bad idea. But anyway. No, yes. great idea. It's a great idea. So um, if you want to get a call into dum-de-dum next week, you're going to have to wait until 8 o'clock, uh, next Monday, you'll get a link on the Twitter and on the, on the Book of Face, which will tell you how you can listen in live, and then you can Skype us, so you can. And so, if you want to get all prepped and ready, you go on to Skype, search for Dumpty Dum Archer, and uh, and then send like a contact request or whatever the heck you do on on Skype, and then get all prepped, and then you can fire in a question live to me, Lucy, or Robert. And guess what, Lucy. Guess, what? guess what? You won't believe this. I, I guess, don't actually know this one. I know you don't. Guess who wants to join us on Derek's in Derek's back bedroom? Uh, Meghan Markle. I don't know who. Who? You know who? what? She is gorgeous, isn't she? She is. She's very pretty. You got to say, fair play to. Thank her, God to they're bringing in some new blood. Somebody who actually looks like she belongs <laughs> in the twenty-first century. Hoorah! <laughs> and you know what? You won't remember this. But it was about, I don't know, episode 10. It was very early on when you and I were still getting to grips with each other, Lucy, quite literally. And we quite were talking about the royal family. Yes. And we were talking about the royal family. And I said, they want to get a little bit of like some... some oh, you did, didn't you? They were obviously listening. 
Who knew? Boom. That's all I'm saying. It's the power right. of Dumpty Dum. Yep. Nostradamus. Tell me who the bloody special guest is. Kathy Perks. She said she'll join us. She said, oh, I really? will come well, she's on. coming on the... Oh, God. Yeah. Well, if, we, if we get it wrong, then we'll have to get it wrong in front of Kathy Perks. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are we going to get wrong? When the technology inevitably doesn't work and when it's just an hour and a half of us all going, hello? Hello? <laughs> Can you hear me? She said she <laughs> was so lovely. She was so lovely. I said, would you like to come on? She said, Royfield, I've enjoyed speaking to you. I would love to come on. She had listened to, to the odd dum-de-dum before in the past. They're all odd. And I said... And I said, it could well flake out. She said, look, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Do Lying. not worry. Brave she put woman. it in her diary. I could hear her pencil it as we were talking. She says, mm. if it happens, fab. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Chill out. Right then. I love Hedley McLeod. She's funny. She's sweet. And, um, and you can hear that interview this week. If you donate to Dumpty Dum via Patreon or even PayPal. So the link will go up at some point tomorrow. There you go. Now, uh, shall we do Claire Page? Yes. All right. Hello, this is Claire Page, a third-time caller in Nura, tweeting Frog on the Twitters. Um, there's a few things I want to call about this week. Right then. Uh, first of all, congratulations to Emma for getting on the um, Ambridge Parish Council. One in the eye for Linda with her ego. <laughs> Um, uh, the the second thing is Linda's ego was getting on my nerves this week gloating when Alan couldn't get people for the panto and getting all sniffy when she realised she might not win uh, um, Robert might not win uh, in the council election and uh, and also one in the eye for Linda uh, that that Robert, Robert actually voted for Emma Um, let's see how well Emma does on the council because I think Robert would have been Linda's puppet if he'd been on there anyway New Blood should hopefully be good finally about the the wedding the non-wedding of the year let's say we all know that this wedding is never going to happen Lillian and Justin are no longer getting on why don't they admit it to themselves instead of Lillian sending in wedding requirements um, and getting it all wrong when when they're never going to get married anyway. That, that's my plot prediction, but then everybody else has got that plot, plot prediction. So <laughs> we'll just have to see what happens. But I, I don't think the marriage is going go to go ahead. And I think and I hope bef- well before it, they're going to realise. Anyway, I think that's all from me for now. Goodbye to you all in Dumpty Dum land. Oh, all right then, Claire. Bye, Goodbye Claire. to you too. Mm. Um. I, yes, Linda, I think, really showed herself very, very badly this week. But I was thinking about it because it's quite, you, you sort of, you you kind of warm to Linda and then she has an episode like this and you just feel like kicking her smartly in the shins. I think what I, what you have to remember with Linda is that it does, a lot of this does come down to the fact that she wanted children and couldn't have them. And she's kind of sublimated, I think, she's sort of sublimated all that into, she's turned the community into her family. So she is like a very, very bossy, controlling matriarch, but of the entire community. And then to be, to have Robert ousted by Emma, who has got a family, is phenomenally busy and can still do the things that Lillian can, can, that Linda can do. I think that's what particularly ticked her off about it. Mm. Do you remember before we started recording what I said about you and your people watching and uh, your grasp and sociology, et cetera? Mm. Mm, Just saying. Mm. Right. So that, that was, that was well said you. And you know, she's permanently had too much time on her hands is mm. the way that I, I would have approached it. But that is in, that is in large part because she was never a mother. Mm. And, it, and it is the great sadness, isn't it, with her? Yeah. And she, she keeps saying to Emma, you haven't got time to do this. You haven't got time to do this. She's kind of saying, I have got time. 
because of my situation, you shouldn't have time. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. sad, really. And But it, it, she's still been eminently punchable this week because of the way she's mm-hmm. behaved, you know, which is just rotten. Um, yes, Lillian and Justin... It's absolutely ridiculous that you'd have you, that Lillian would say to Elizabeth, "Oh, just make the decisions about my wedding for me." I mean, it's, Lillian, Elizabeth should be thinking, "This isn't happening," and if this isn't happening, I need to know right now because I am going to lose a lot of money on this wedding because it is not going to go ahead, and no one is going to pay me. You know, she's running a, a business, and if you think that an event is going to be cancelled, you need to know. Yeah, but 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 all right. It could well be some kind of clause that says X amount of weeks before the date, um, you know, you only get X amount back if it doesn't happen, which is that type of thing is actually pretty standard. And the other thing I'd say, somebody who's been in and around weddings, at least I was because my my dad way back when in the 1980s used to do wedding videos. Um, you'll be surprised how slapdash a lot of people are with their weddings. A lot really? of people just say, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people just say, yeah, whatever. What do you think? A lot of people just do not know. Wow. So, yes, there are so bridezillas. So you get them and then you get the bridezillas that are exactly. detail-obsessed. Exactly. and then God. Exactly. A wow. lot of people are detail-obsessed. A lot mm. of people are like... Well, we've never done this before. What do you think? So what do people normally do? And then they just go with that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll be surprised. So I, so if I, and, and so. But not Lindy, 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 not, not no, Lydia, no. who's just. I, admittedly, admittedly, but pre-wedding jitters, nerves, hype, yeah. mania, whatever, hits people in different ways. Yeah. And Lizzie would know this. So yeah. the very fact that yes, it's her aunt, and she says, "Well, there's no way she would, you know, she would go for champagne over, yeah. she would go for prosecco yeah. over champagne, right?" And for her then to deduce that the whole thing is off is a massive stretch because okay. people just attack this whole wedding thing in very different ways. Okay, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. Right now, uh... can we have Abby now? Yeah, let's have Abby from Brighton. Hello, Dumpty Dum. It's Abby from Brighton here. Not entirely sure if I'm sober yet after having spent some of last night in the Oxford Circus stampede thing, locked mm-hmm. in a wine bar and having to behave accordingly. So um, apologies if all of this is a bit random. It's just a quick one to say. Firstly, I blooming well knew, I knew that Auntie Chris had spent all of her money on the ridiculous Melling Equestrian Scheme. I just knew it, and I'm so pleased with myself. Uh, I do apologise <laughs> about it. And the other thing that I wanted to say is I feel that it's now been sort of signalled in the sky that Kirsty is going to be Ian and Adam surrogate. And I just want to say, please, Kirsty, please don't do it, please. It, it, it will mean a lifetime of disaster for you, but I think now I'm pretty sure that that is what's going to happen. I think uh, Ian is going to have some sort of test and then she'll say, oh, do you know, I'll I'll do it for you. And I just think, oh, dear, poor her, putting up with Adam as the father of your child. Oh, hideous. Anyway, that's all from me. I'm off to Austria tomorrow, so I'm not going to say cheery bye or toodlepip. Instead, I'm going to say tschüss. See you all soon. Hope everyone's well. Bye-bye. Oh, bye-bye, Abby. I didn't pick up on that at all, that Krusty might be their surrogate. Me either. Me either. And I'll just Is that a Sunday twice. thing, do you think? Um, It must be because I didn't listen to Sundays because I'd run out of time because you were waiting yeah. on me to do this recording. So I, I stopped on Friday. No, but she's right, though. It would be a disaster. I think, I think getting involved with anything to do with Adam is a disaster, really. Whatever mm. it is. And especially having his baby. <laughs> Can you imagine all what? that? Oh, it's done a poo, Ian. Oh, the kind of the endless bloody doom laden <laughs> moaning. Emoting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Ian, it needs a change. <laughs> somebody would need, somebody needs to explain to me seriously how you could have a major character of the archers in the archers be the surrogate mother for Ian and Adam's child 
and for the whole scenario to be believable and for mm. it to stretch on into the future in a way that makes sense. Why would you not now, think that would be believable? Because in and of itself, it's a rather extraordinary thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not every day. How many women have you met in your life and your what, mid-40s now, that have you met who have been surrogate mothers? None. Just casually. There you go. Right. Whereas just about every other condition um, of humanity, you know, well, you've met somebody. You go, yeah, 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 you know, yeah I have yeah. met of this. I have met of that. Mm. Right. Mm. You know, we've dare I say it, we've even you know, we've even met people who have who've murdered others, even if it was just accidentally, you know, somebody <laughs> involved in a road traffic accident. Right. You know, yes. Yes. That's so, true. I have. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Right. So. So yeah. this is. This is such rare yes. fruit in terms mm. of the human condition, right, that seriously, if this whole scenario is to be believed, the character has to enter from stage left and exit from stage right yeah. because it's too complicated. The emotions, the, re- the, re- the relationship between the child and its, and its mother who it doesn't, you know, who doesn't live with, it's just too yeah. bloody much it's too much when you yeah. sit down and think about it it has to be yeah, somebody from you out, are right. outside of the village it has to be um you know we've had don't to... get me wrong the whoa, whoa, whoa just just before we go on because i know some people get the wrong end of the stick i am not saying that um that a woman who wants to be a surrogate mother isn't it's it's not a laudable aim that they're not um angels etc etc i'm not saying that at all i'm just saying it's such a rare thing per mm. se that it'd be a tricky thing to write in a believable manner and just pass That's it off as if it's yes it's just exactly yeah, yeah he's a baby you know <laughs> whack it over and, and you're gonna see whack that child <laughs> every bloody day in a yeah, village of in 300 a very small people village. yeah oh it's just unbelievable yeah you know anyway uh right francis danilevich says this is the biggest conspiracy theory I have ever heard about the archers, right? You braced for this. Mm-hmm. Get your head between your legs. Braced. Your own legs were filled. Right. <laughs> Justin and his so-called wife, Miranda, are bigger con artists than Matt could ever have dreamed of being. Justin and Miranda are actually siblings. They tour the country looking for gullible rich widows and widowers. They pretend they are married, start up a relationship, fake a breakup. Wealthy widow widower is flattered that someone has divorced to be with them, share their assets. Then before the wedding, there is always the get out and Justin and Miranda head off to find the next victim. Unfortunately, Lily Jin is just another victim. No wonder Justin is so angry that she got the police involved. But which con artist are they on to this time? I really like Lily Jin. That is the plot of a of a Lord Peter Whimsey novel. Absolutely. That's brilliant. Uh, Amy Gilbert. I have noticed of late that there seems to be a trend among Archers listeners. Too much drama. I can't stand the Archers. Not enough drama. I still can't stand the Archers. When will we get a happy medium? Also, has anyone noticed a lack of farming chat lately? I long for the days of yore when more or less every episode had some animal or other giving birth or high drama equal Jill being in a strop with Ruth for an entire episode because she dared to switch the alga off. Has Graham Harvey taken himself away on holiday again? I, for one, enjoyed last night's magic mushroom plot. As someone on Twitter rightly said, when Lizzie Pargeter gets drunk, she starts shagging. So God knows what she'd get up to with a few shrooms inside her. Anyway, I will leave you with that not so wonderful thought. Please note, no magic mushrooms were consumed during the writing of this message. Amy, thank you very much, Amy. And uh, Miriam from Edinburgh, who says, uh, prediction, Lillian will cancel the wedding last minute and in a hastily made decision... Roy and Lexi will have the lavish wedding intended for Lillian and Justin. This will be an obvious decision made by Lexi because Roy is a ditherer. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, it's good. I like that. But how would she get her? Because her girls would have to be there, wouldn't they? And he hasn't met them. And, you know, that's it's the girls that would if it was just Lexi on her own, I believe that. But she mm-hmm. hasn't got the she the girl she she'd want to involve the girls. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I like it though. Yeah, I like it uh, a lot. Yeah, I, I like I liked it a lot also. Now it's time to have a brief little break. We can listen to Lucy talk about her wonderful walkie talkie, which is rather good this week. Uh, me talk about Friday fifteen, which yeah, compared to Lucy's just fair to middling, and um, <laughs> and some other stuff. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look what free speech has gotten you, right? And and if free speech is going to bring a Hitler to power, are you still going to defend the rights of those people to speak? If you talk about the things that affect your daily life. The secret to being a good actor. I don't really care, actually, whether Britain remains Britain. His dad was actually murdered in front of him. Marine Le Pen has changed the Front National. If it's like kind of like a documentary investigative reporting serialized true crime, it often gets into questions about the justice system or the media. In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. Find Friday 15 on Apple Podcasts, Acast or a podcatcher of your choice. Good question. Really good question. Hello, I'm Lucy and this is Walkie Talkie. I walk my dog, Basil, uh, pretty much every day in a foresty bit of London. Um, I have been doing so for about four years and I meet people that, as a dog walker, you talk to people. Um, if your dogs get on, you tend to just you say, which way are you going? Can I come with you? And you just sort of amble along. And you can end up having the most extraordinary conversations. Partly because uh, you are walking side by side and facing front, so there's no embarrassing eye contact. If things get a bit heavy, if someone starts talking about something that they find emotional or difficult, then you can always divert your attention onto the dogs and relieve the tension a little bit. We've seen, as a group of dog walkers, we've seen um, people get pregnant, have children, we've seen people whose dogs have become ill and died and the owner says, oh, I can never have another one and then in a couple of months' time they appear with a puppy and everyone's delighted to see them and um, we've seen people's marriages break down, new romances start. It's a lovely way to start your morning. It never fails to give me something, something nice to think about, something interesting to think about even if it's not nice. And having a dog is a sort of a, a universality, really. The people aren't all like me, as I hope you'll realise over the course of the series. 
Good day, everyone. Uh, the forum seems to be picking up again. We've had um, some discussion about the new Brookfield milking technology. Uh, we have had the September 2017 stats put up by Mike Hatton. Uh, there are some predictions for 2018 and they are all 100% guaranteed, I promise you. More talk, of course, about Pip and Toby and Auntie Cardboard's investment, uh, which we will, I'm sure that uh, there'll be much discussion about that on the podcast this week. In the On the Facebook page, we've also been pretty lively. Uh, we had a bit of a discussion. Um, in Australia, I think it was in the late 80s, maybe early 90s, there were quite a few schemes, get-rich-quick schemes, around emu farms and ostrich farms and the like. And we decided that as a general community announcement, we would post up that if someone offers you a 12% return on an emu farm when interest rates are generally in low single figures, you need to give the opportunity a wide berth. We just wish that we'd got to uh, Christine, Auntie Christine, earlier. We also had a bit of discussion um, about Justin and I'm wondering, does he actually want to resolve any issues or does he just want to be angry? Because his reaction is so aggressive, it, it doesn't actually make an awful lot of sense. Um, Charlotte Foster said, um, he's just angry. He's enjoying being a, a martyr. And Janice Pope said, I always felt Justin was mostly using Lillian for her family and wider connections in the village. And now he has had to deal with a real complicated person, not just a commodity. He's angry about his lack of control and being publicly embarrassed. That's a really good insight there, Janice. Um, Macy Jett says, do you think Matt was really sincere about Lillian? Or did he just want to rile Justin and split them up? Justin tonight just sounded like he had been well and truly wound up by the voicemail. So as you can see, everyone, there's a lot, there are lots of opinions and it's well worth going to have a bit of a look at that. Witherspoon asked us which movie Lillian's Life reminds us of and there's a, been a great discussion about that. Love you to get involved and tell us what you think. We also said a couple of days ago that we loved the Archers episode. It was great. It was the old Archers that we know. Zoe Picton pointed out that I spoke too soon because of the drug dealing. And uh, Paul Schler says, I love that Ian and Adam are having a silly fun storyline for Christmas, but I won't be surprised if it ends with either Lexi or Kirsty becoming their surrogate. We also posted up Lucy V's latest walkie-talkie podcast. It's excellent. I love them and I have to listen to it straight away and it was really, really good. I spent most of the time trying to work out uh, what profession the guy was in. I think I got close. Um, we also asked whether you, uh, you, people were more impressed with the result from the uh, council election, the sorry, the parish council election, or the impressive grace in defeat. And uh, Laura Jackson said that Robert is much classier and gracious than Lindy. Not surprised he voted for Emma. He knew she really wanted the opportunity to try to make a difference for folks like herself. And Gillian Ford said, I've always had a soft spot for Robert. He's a true gent. I'm also glad that Nick is being heard and hope she also is seen to be taking a more prominent role in the village. She does the Sunday school and I think she's in the WI but it'd be great if she takes over some of Linda's previous roles like a panto so a lot of support for some of our younger uh, characters which is awesome and uh, we had a bit of a discussion because Peggy suddenly became very very nice uh, when she was with uh, Auntie Cardboard and Claire Asbury pointed out that it's only money says the woman who has regularly used her massive achieved via marriage fortune to manipulate people around her without ever leaving herself short. Peggy likes playing Lady Bountiful and having people beholden to her. I'm a bit more cynical, can you tell? And Joanne Smith also wanted to reserve judgment. She already spilled the beans to the whole family that Chris lost money without asking Chris's permission. Yes, I agree, that was appalling. And I'm not convinced you'll keep her promise not to reveal the actual amount of the loss. And of course, finally, um, on our non-Archers Day, we posed a question that had nothing to do with the Archers, and we were asked, is it too early to put up uh, Christmas decorations? Let me tell you, there are a wide range of uh, opinions on that one. So, uh, next week it will be Yokel Bear, uh, inviting you to discussion. So until then, a fortnight from today, I will say to all of you, hooroo! Thank you for that, Miss Bell.
um, as always, uh, great job on the socials. Uh, Lucy, mm-hmm. uh, we're winding this show down now, and okay. uh, I believe you have uh, a chicken in the oven. I do have a chicken in the oven, yes. Right then, so uh, let's make sure that it doesn't get uh, cindered. Uh, why don't we uh, have some tweets for the last seven days? Thank you very much, please. Vicky S said, how is doing a sperm test hard work? On second thoughts, don't tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Buggy Swires said, Anisha's reputation is not being damaged by association with Matt. That's a relief. She'll just be known as the eye-popping horse killer then. (laughs) (laughs) Kenny Higgs, for fuck's sake, Ian. Turkey and Christmas pudding. Done. Move on. (laughs) (laughs) Steve Brooks. Alan will soon be telling everyone they'll burn in hell if they don't appear in the panto. (laughs) Jamie D had Peggy saying, Peggy, are you sure you're all right, Christine? Christine, I'm fine. In fact, things are looking up, Peggy. I've had this email from a charming Nigerian prince. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Auntie Cardboard. Oh, it's me again. If you would like to help keep our little show on the road, there are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button on the site or you can sponsor us via patreon.com. There's more filth when you do the show with with Robert. Well, only because we were a bit pissy boots last week, weren't we? No, there's just more filth, full stop, Lucy. Uh, Well, he is quite rude. I'm not, obviously, he is. No, but then it seems to get you into a certain kind of agitated and excited state as well. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Just saying. When we were out, you know, you know, we went to the pub. Mm. Um, this group of Dutch ladies were convinced that we were on a date. And they kept saying, oh, you have really good energy. <laughs> <laughs> and every time they said it, we went, no, we're not. We're not. We're not. on It's not a date. It's not a date. He was going, I've never met her before. And they said, oh, a blind date. <laughs> it just got worse and worse and worse. Oh. It was quite funny. Oh, right. Now, uh, you've done the red bit. I have. All right. Uh, remember to get in contact. You can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on our website, which is www.com, or you can call us on 02030313105 leave us a message from a phone. On the socials, you can find me, Royfield, or Lucy at dumdydum. And Lucy is at Lucy B. Freeman, and I can be found at Royfield on Facebook. Simply type in Dumpty Dum, and uh, you can join the merry band of the very many listeners that um, have joined us there. Right then. Uh, big roast chicken in the oven for you? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is it ju- just you and the family? Yeah. Dinner this evening? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, just before we go, Lucy, mm-hmm. can I just say, 199. Whew. I know. Who would have thunk it, eh? Who would have thunk it? And remember, listener, next week, uh, Dum De Dum will go out at 8pm. So that's 8 o'clock in the evening. So if you're in the States or wherever, uh, work it out from there please and uh, there will be a <laughs> link it's a different times lucy like for me that's 12 o'clock midday just saying right okay. so you gotta work it out from there right so there will be a link which will be posted uh before the show on facebook and on the twitters hmm? 8 p.m in the evening here oh here we go yeah. this always goes wrong when i try and work this out so but how come when i'm when we're recording at four o'clock now Oh, I've got it. Sorry. Right, carry on. Yes, I'll oh, shut up. Deary God's woman. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I knew I yeah. shouldn't have embarked on that. The second I opened my mouth, I thought, stop now. <laughs> I will post the link on <laughs> Facebook, on Twitter, and on dummydum.com. So if you would like to listen to us live, and uh, you will be able to call in via Skype. And don't forget, we have a special guest, Hedley Nicolau, a.k.a. Kathy Perks, will be joining us in Derek's back bedroom for that live 200th show. There you go, folks. Uh, That's been us doing our thing. See you again uh, in what? Seven days' time. Bye-bye. Have a lovely week. Oh, there you go.
Well done, you. Sorry I was so terrible. You weren't um, terrible but... at all. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.